Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. The long and winding road that leads to your door will never disappear. I've seen that road before. Yeah, we know. We've all been on this road before, Browns fans. An end to another season, an end to another non-playoff season. Welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjancic from WKYC Sports on Cleveland. You're listening on SB Nation's Dogs by Nature. Oh, Matt, I was thinking as it was the Christmas holidays and all that, you kind of reflect back a little bit. And it, I hearken back to August where I was at training camp, came over, Jesse made a nice a nice picnic lunch, we're all happy, I was out till 4 a.m., and yelled, Baker Mayfield chants through the flats, and now we're here at 6 and freaking 9 and out of the playoffs. Boy, that t- life comes at you fast sometimes, eh, buddy? How are you? Seems like forever ago, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yep, it sure does, it sure, did you have a Merry Christmas? Yeah, man, it was good. How about you guys up north? Absolutely, yeah. Very nice. The weather was actually spectacular. It was like, people were like, oh, it's not a white Christmas. I was like, the only thing a white Christmas gives me is a sore back and the need of a, a, a heat massager for Christmas. So I'm fine with that. It was, <laughs> it was dry and yeah. it was above freezing. So hallelujah. Good. I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah, very true. Uh, It is nice to be able to, uh, when you do have to travel however long it is, whether it's short distance or medium distances or what have you, it's nice to be able to do so without, you know, fear of blizzards or sleet or icy roads on black dots that you can't see. Yeah, not, not a good situation if you're stuck in one of those, so... We were fortunate this year, both up north with where you guys are, and then where we are here in Ohio. Yeah, nice, 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 nice. Which is which is great. Uh, of course, last week we figured we would not have a victory Monday. Indeed, we did not. Baltimore Ravens did their thing, but Matt, we'll put little comment on this. Then we'll put it to bed because I'm, I'm tired of thinking about about this game. But if the play calling, game management, or lack thereof does not and Freddie Kitchens' reign as head coach at the end of the first half last week. I don't know what will, because that was an absolute abomination where, dare I say, Matt, like, and not being flippant about it, a fan out of the stands, if you saw the game management and play calling, you would say, wow, did they like have a contest and some fan did that? Like, a fan might not have done that poorly in giving up a 6 nothing lead and handing the game to the Ravens. That game was over at halftime, and the Browns should have gone into the half up at least six nothing, maybe nine if they got another field goal. Absolutely, 
should have, but we all know that that's not what happened. Nope. And I'm still puzzled that the Ravens got the ball with just over two minutes left. No timeouts. No timeouts. None. And and twice, not just once, twice on the end zone because yep. the Browns inexplicably, instead of running the ball after the Ravens took a 7-6 lead, Browns decided to pass. Mm-hmm. What the hell are you doing? It's been the story all year, Matt. It's been, been the, and, and that's the problem. Run the damn ball. Yeah. We're out the clock. Go in the halftime. One score game. You know you have to give up the damn ball to start the second half. So why not do something smart? You but know that. That, as you just said, has been the case all season. And smart things elude Cleveland's coaches these days. Matt, you know that. I know that. Why does the head coach of the football team not know that? And I would be fascinated to hear, like, is Todd Munkin in Freddie's ear like, Freddie, we should be running. He's like, no. Like, is some, is, is anybody trying to correct this in game and, and Freddie's just overruling it? Like, it just seems like he really needs a filter. And the offensive coordinator angle for him would have been the much more prudent approach. Who cares at this point? It's done. We, we can't do anything about that. But Matt, like, man, like the thing that if you're a new coach and you make mistakes and you learn from it and you're like, okay, we could have seen. All right. He learned from the LA Rams game, which I was also at the Sunday nighter where he didn't run the ball at the four yard line with the best rusher in football. Didn't run it. Maybe if we would have thought, okay, maybe he'll learn from that. He has learned nothing, Matt. He has learned absolutely nothing. Zero. So, why am I bringing back a guy who's learned nothing all season? I'm I'm expected to think he'll figure it out in the off season. It would be a catastrophe if they bring Freddie Kitchens back. I don't know how they sell it to the fan base. To, to be honest with you, if they do it, I don't know how they do it. I don't know what you can say. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the decision that they make. I wouldn't be surprised if they go the other way and say that he's done. That, uh, that, that to me is the only decision, Matt. Matt like, like, if they bring him back, the only answer to that question is that John Dorsey feels he'll look stupid. And, and we're the one and done. You made a mistake. It happens. Be done with it. Move on. People will respect that. Mistakes happen. But recognize it. Fix it. And go in a different direction. This has been a flop. It's done. Okay, that's okay. Okay, but it's okay as long as you fix it. But you cannot bring him back. Come on. Yeah, I, I, I would be really curious what the the game day play calling is like in the headset. That'd be interesting because I can't imagine a veteran offensive coordinator, even if he came from the air raid offense, would sit there and recommend three passes that, in a row. Exactly, the opportunity to run out the clock. Exactly. Just I don't see that happening. Like. That would be so fascinating to find out. Like, is Todd Munkin just sitting there like, all right, I told him, but, but he's being a good soldier and, and just not saying anything? Like, because this reflects poorly on him as well, right? Like, in, you know, not as much because he said, no, this is Freddie's offense. This all falls on Freddie. But, man, like, Matt, does, does the result of this Bengals game, Browns finishing off the year in Cincinnati against the 1-14 and 14 Cincinnati Bengals, who really, they've solidified the first overall pick, so they can try to win this game. It doesn't doesn't affect them, so the, the, they're probably going to come out hard at home. Andy Dalton's the last game, likely with the organization, unless he's a bridge guy. Um, does this 
does a win or loss affect Freddie Kitchen's future in your mind? It shouldn't, but it might. Hmm. Okay, why? I think if he loses, it's a it's a done deal. Okay. I think he gets fired on the plane ride home, and we're having an 8 a.m. press conference Monday morning to announce that changes are once again hmm. coming to Berea. Okay. If they win, I could see Haslam and Dorsey having a press conference and saying, look, it didn't end how we wanted it to. You know, it was seven and nine is not good enough. That the standard going forward will be more than seven and nine. Heard that before. I under I understand that. But again, the mistakes have not been learned from how is he going to learn from mistakes from year one to year two when he can't even learn from week to week? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. The same problems that bit the Browns in preseason still bite the Browns today. You can't fix – you haven't been able to figure out how to use Odell Beckham Jr., injury or not. So is – like what changes are going to be are going to be made if you keep him? Is it a new defensive coordinator? I'm – Totally fine saying goodbye to Steve Wilkes. Does Freddie give up the play calling? Here's the thing, Matt. The only reason you made Freddie Kitchens the damn coach was because of his play calling. It's certainly not because of his game management or experience. So it makes, to me, no sense to take the play calling away from him because that was why you got him. Otherwise, what the hell is he doing here? That's why I don't understand the argument. Oh, just take the play calling away from him. Then why do you have him? There's no point. We're not talking about some sage football veteran guru who can oversee things. No, it's play calling, and that's it, and the play calling has sucked. Yeah, he got the job based off of two things. The play calling over the – actually, three things. The play calling over the final eight games. The fact that his resume started with the line, I am not Greg Williams. (laughs) And his relationship with Baker Mayfield. Those were the three things that got him his job. Right. And while he proved one of those things, right, that he is not Greg Williams because Greg actually got disciplined from this team and they went 5-3 and three oh. at a critical stretch. I would take Greg Williams. I would Kitchens take him. Has, has gone the opposite way and gone. Well, he still has an opportunity to go 5-3 five, uh, five and three over the second half, but they started 2-6. and six. Mm-hmm. Um, and Baker looks like a shell of his former self, and I don't know how much is on him versus how much is just on the the bizarre play calling that has plagued this team since the preseason. I, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because he is the number one overall pick, and he had such a good start to his career. Mm-hmm. Maybe he had a sophomore slump. You could say maybe he spent too much time doing other things during the off season, And all that may be true, but I still think Kitchens has done him no favors because no. there's too many voices in his head. There's Monken, there's Kitchens, there's Lindley, the quarterback's coach. Too many people have their hands in the damn pot, and that's why it takes till 12 seconds to get a damn play into the huddle. Boy. Well, the other thing, too, is, Matt, Baker needs to be be coached hard I think at this point because he, he's a proud guy he's a competitor he plays better when he's angry we're told well he's been angry most of the year hasn't played too well 
This guy needs, and I still think Baker Mayfield has all the intangibles to be, intangibles to be a franchise quarterback. I have no doubt of that in my mind. But what you need is a coach to coach him hard, and I think he will appreciate that in the end. You can't have yes men. Okay, Baker. Oh, that's Baker. He does what he wants. No, you need guys to say, hey, listen, pal. Okay? Listen, you're the number overall pick. How'd last year go for you? Not too good. You're going to do it my way. Oh, you, you, you don't like it? Too bad. You need a tough coach for Baker. I think that's what he needs at this point going into year three to make him great. That's what he needs. Freddie Kitchens isn't that guy. He's surrounded by a bunch of yes men, and that has flopped. That's sort of what Greg Williams was like last yeah. year over the second half. He was the guy that, I mean, I would have paid good money to see the kind of arguments he and Baker Mayfield had. Oh, that would have been good. Because yeah. Greg was one that would always challenge the hell out of you. Like, and he did pretty well. A Pro Bowl player. He's going to challenge the hell out of you and get you to play better. Like He just had that ability to piss people off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes he did it you know, with the best of intentions, and other times he just did it because he thought it was fun. Because he's, a, <laughs> he's an a-hole, that, yeah. But that was Greg. And the proof was in the pudding. They played the tails off. For that man, I take him back. And well, I don't, I, I don't think that's happening. Oh, um, I but I could see a guy like Mike McCarthy being a perfect fit. Now, whether you can convince him to come out of his hiatus, I don't know. It looks like he's ready, but, Matt. It looks like he's got a staff together and is like pitching himself. But it almost looks like his pitch to teams is like. He he's bringing in like a whole department. Like it might be too strong of a push for Dorsey to bring in someone like that because it looks like McCarthy's trying to go like all in. Like this is my whole football operation team. I will turn your franchise around. So it seems like at this point anyway that might like I I think what the Browns are looking for and for Dorsey especially is just a coach. A guy who's like, look, I'm gonna come in here, I'm gonna coach everyone's butts off, and we're gonna go win some damn football games. So I would take Mike McCarthy in a second, but. I, I, I don't know, Ron Rivera, like, okay, like, I, I, I don't know who else is out there who we don't want. Like, it's that blend, Matt. We don't want a first-year guy who's like, I got to learn on the job again. Oops. And you don't want just a totally recycled head coach who's just cashing a payday, because we've seen that too. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies, like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Yeah, we have. And truthfully, the last, I believe... Shermer, Chud, Tetton. Yeah, the last five coaches have been first-timers. Yeah, outside of Hugh, who had that, like, one season. He was almost a first-timer. Yeah. 
okay, so four of the last five yeah. have been first-timers. And that one year in Oakland that he had, it was bizarre because he went undefeated in the division and still couldn't make the playoffs. Yeah, and the owner died and all that. Like, it was a messy situation. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't get along with the owner's kid who seized control of the organization. Yeah, it was just a, a mess. But my point is, un- unproven coordinator guy ha- has not been kind to the Browns. No. Uh, and it would be very difficult for me to see them trot out another unproven oh. coordinator guy to lead this team. You don't need a young cat that's going to be, you know, analytics-based and trying to win games on spreadsheets. You need a guy that can control and lead a quarterback Mm -hmm. and make sure that your star defensive player doesn't go mortal combat on your arch-rival's quarterback. (laughs) What a great great description that is, man. (laughs) Go mortal combat. I'm just picturing like Scorpion to get over here and just rips his insides out. That's that's awesome. I love that. Can you like, use that in an article? That is great. <laughs> <laughs> we we can't have that happen. Like we have to have a guy that can control his team and instill discipline. They yeah. they've been playing fast and loose the whole year, and here we are at six and nine. 17th year in a row without a playoff berth. Mm. 12th year in a row without an above 500 record. Uh, this will be the first time in 18 years that a quarterback starts all damn 16 games for this team. And that's like the lead story on the Browns website. It's like, he made it the whole way. We still didn't do well, but at least he made it. Yeah, why are we celebrating like, okay. that? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, that's the type of stuff that when I was with the team, I had to write. And I understand that. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I feel sorry yeah. for the people who have to write it. Yeah. But, dude, we should not be, like, embracing this, like, hey, this is a good thing. It's like, no, we still suck. Mm-hmm. And he does not look nearly as good as he did in week, uh, in year one. Mm-hmm. And that's a big, big problem going forward, that if you can't develop your quarterback, I don't know what's going to happen to you. Well, yeah, that, 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 that's exactly it. Like for John Dorsey, you got to you got to balance the okay. I don't want to look dumb for firing my head coach with the fact that if Baker Mayfield doesn't develop, you are tied with him to the end. You don't get a second first overall quarterback pick, okay? Like this is you don't get a second shot at a franchise quarterback. So you you gotta you gotta go make it and do it. Good lord, we're brought to you folks by the way by the way by Cleveland whiskey. Um, the Christmas bourbon, I know how spectacular it is. I, I hope all of you have tried it. It's still available. You can check it local stores around uh, Cleveland, Northeast Ohio, but also online at clevelandwhiskey.com. Try it out. Even if it's not in your area, get the 87, the uh, original bourbon. The uh, the straight bourbon's amazing as well. The award-winning Underground Series, spectacular. Underground Hickory, the cherry, they got rye. There are so many. And the recipes, Matt, I was on the, uh, uh, Cleveland Whiskey's Instagram, at Cleveland Whiskey, and on Twitter, at Cleve Whiskey. The type of cocktail stuff, like there's cranberry holiday cocktail stuff. You, you mix it in with the different types of Cleveland whiskey. It is great. Like there are so many things. Make sure you're checking it all out at clevelandwhiskey.com, clevelandwhiskey.com, and get us on Twitter at AndyMC81 and at Matt Fleur Jancic. Uh Matt, let's swing over to this Bengals game here, man. 
Uh, Bengals, like I said, they can play loosey-goosey. They got the first overall pick locked up. They can play to win. Andy Dalton may be the last hurrah. Uh, Nick Chubb, I, here's what I'm hoping for out of this game, Matt. One, of course, that the Browns win it. Two, Baker, no turnovers. Give me like a three-touchdown day. Get over that 20 mark. He has 19 touchdowns. And let's get Nick Chubb. Maybe let's get Nick Chubb to 10 touchdowns. Think that happens. He's at eight. And just have him have another 100-yard day. Solidify. Get him over that 1,500-yard mark and just have a, have us our first rushing champ since, was it Leroy Kelly in 68? Leroy Kelly, 1968. Woo. Let's do it, man. How do you think this one plays out? Hmm. Do you think they come out hot? Like, I, Here's the thing, Matt. I don't see this one going anywhere in the middle. I see either the Browns rally and just come out like, screw you, everybody. We're going to come out and put the boots to the Bengals. Which, by the way, would give Freddie Kitchens the first like winning division record in, what, since 2002, since Butch Davis. So that's something he could like promote. Say, okay, hey, I finished 4-2 in the division. Uh, we have this. So that would be another positive for him. Uh, but it, it either goes, they, they come out firing, or they come out completely sluggish and let the Bengals just do their thing and they just mail it in. And I honestly, I don't know which one it's going to be. But I don't see it going anywhere in the middle. Yeah, I don't either. Um, that, that's kind of scary to think, though, mm-hmm. that we're going to mail it in right now. Well, you know, this team is not. Would it surprise you? Close to being good enough to mail in an effort and try to win a ball game. No. But I do see it as a distinct possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I would feature the hell out of Nick Chubb. Yeah. And make them stack the box against me. They're the worst run defense in football. Correct. And I would stack. Uh, I would make them stack the box against me to open up the pass game. That being said, Freddie Kitchens is going to call 10 pass plays in the first 12 snaps. Matt, if we replayed every episode of the Doghouse this year, I think for pretty much all of them, we'd say the key to victory is to run the damn ball. And every yeah. week, we don't see that. And somehow, somehow Nick Chubb is the leading rusher in football. Like, that is by pure... Like, imagine if you had a coach that knew what they were doing. Like, Nick Chubb would have 2,000 rushing yards. He would. He'd have 2,000 damn yards. The thing with Nick that we're seeing is that hard work really does pay off if you put in the time. Mm. That kid is running his ass off yeah. in practice. Yeah. He's, he's busting it every single freaking day, just looking like a guy who's trying to make the roster. And you're seeing the results of that when he springs those big 57-yard runs, 80-yard runs. Like, he's deceptively fast. He's never going to blow you away with speed. But when he gets to that second level, if you're not right there with him, you're done. It's over. Like, he's just going to make you look bad. Wow. Uh, he, uh, I am biased. He is my one of my favorite guys on the team. He doesn't give me much to write when it comes to press conference sound. But I love that in the sense that He's just a guy that shows up to work and wants to do his job. He wants and to win. As, as somebody like you or I, I can respect the hell out of that. Yep. Yeah. He, guy wants to win. Guy wants to be the best. Guy's about team. Like, my, like what a throwback. That's why they call him old school. And Kareem Hunt, I think, should be back and all that. Like, it's we, – we all know the path to victory. We don't know if Freddie Kitchens can get out of his own way in the final game of the season and – maybe be able to showcase some sort of game plan to the front office and like, okay, hey, 
All right, game sixteen. I finally, I finally figured it out. Like, yeah, I, I maybe he's going to try to feature Odell a little bit to help him get over the thousand yard mark. Because if they have two guys who go over one thousand receiving yards and they end up with the leading rusher in the NFL. You're starting to see a case being made mm-hmm. in a positive direction for Freddie Kitchens staying because they had a lot of success offensively despite themselves. And despite the I record. think that goes to the level of, to be honest with you, I think those, if those things happen, that Chubb leads the league and then Beckham and Landry both go over 1,000, I think that's more of an indictment on the ability to get players for John Dorsey than it is Freddie Kitchen's ability to coach them. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Boy, this is going to be a, a real fascinating game to watch and see how it plays out, just the, the effort-wise. Because if they quit on the coach, that's a case like, boy, the, this game, it's uh, the future of the Browns. Like Next next season, it could be riding on this game the more I think of it. All right, Matt, let's get to our Cleveland Whiskey official score prediction Browns, Bengals, who you got, and what's the score? Everything in me was telling me don't pick the Browns. And I'm going to not listen. I am going <laughs> to pick the Browns 21-17. 21-17. I'm looking at the weather. It looks like it's going to be 55 Fahrenheit, which is pretty warm, but rainy. So maybe more on the ground. You said twenty-one seventeen. Give me twenty-eight, twenty-one Browns, and I'm gonna say two touchdowns for Nick Chubb to get him to ten. Thinking positive. Come on, Freddie, don't yeah. be an idiot. Let's go. God. I don't feel good about my pick, but I'm sticking with it. Yeah, I'm with you too. I, I like I said, I don't see this one being like a squeaker one by a last second field goal, and not that our scores are blowouts, but. I, I see effort-wise it going one way or another. And, and hopefully we see this team play with some um, some pride, some energy, and they stick with it. So, I don't know. All right, buddy. Uh, that'll do it. We, you have a bunch of stories up, wkyc.com slash sports. Check Matt out there. Also on Twitter at Matt Florjancic, myself at AndyMC81. Matt, maybe we'll have one more victory Monday. And otherwise, if uh, either way, we'll be on Coach Watch. So make sure you're staying tuned and following us on social media and SB Nation Dogs by Nature to keep track. And, and if there is a coaching change or whatever, we'll uh, we'll bring a show to you. All right, buddy. Good yep, stuff. Emergency doghouse time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Matt. We'll talk to you later, man. Have a good one. All right, you too, Andy. All right, there he goes, Matt Florjancic. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it.
You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was supported by Reddit for Business. You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads. Why not try Reddit? They seem to have the whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home, with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com slash vox to learn more.